if you're a healthcare provider and people are going to your place and then they maybe they want massage or acupuncture, could you not either have somebody put that inside of your business or collaborate with somebody that was in close proximity so that they were able to get it and whatever service you're getting here interfaces mm -hmm. properly with what you're getting there. And that would be the start or generation of your own ecosystem. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the None of Your Business podcast, helping service providers fall in love with the idea of being an entrepreneur. We want to see you reach more people, make a greater impact, and create the lifestyle that you deserve through the things that we discuss here each and every week on the podcast. And today, we want to talk to you about ecosystems. It's an interesting thing to talk about, an ecosystem. You know, it's so funny, though, when you say that, I think, do I say that wrong? I always say ecosystem. No, no, you can say ecosystem. You say ecosystems. I'll say ecosystems all throughout the podcast. What do you guys say out there? Do you say eco or echo? echo? echo I think either one echo. works. Ecosystem. Okay, good. So we can agree to disagree like we do on this podcast all the time. No, we talk an <laughs> awful lot about ecosystems or ecosystems <laughs> in our teachings when we're working with people. Yep. And the idea here is, and I think that I want to just stimulate people to have the thought about an ecosystem, what it means and the development and the creation of one. Because so often, especially somebody who is a service provider, they do one thing. They probably do it extremely well, but they do this one thing. And, and so it's a very singular road. And when we talk mm -hmm. about ecosystems, we're talking about multiple layers, multiple facets of things that are all supporting each other and working in a symbiotic way to help further or advance the community, the collective. I love that idea of it being symbiotic or like a, a synergistic relationship because whenever there's- They're using lots of big words I, Yeah, I know. Whenever there's synergy, you know that when there's synergy present, it helps to elevate whatever it's synergizing around, right? Right. So that synergistic relationship creating a ecosystem for whatever it is in your community that you're trying to build only means one thing, that it will elevate the vision or the purpose or the mission. So, of course, it's so cliche nowadays to talk about Apple, but Apple yeah. as a business is actually a beautiful ecosystem. They don't actually care. Before, I used to call it the merry-go-round. Remember right. when I would yep. teach a lot, many, many, many years ago, the merry-go-round that Apple developed. Mm -hmm. I'm just using a bigger word because merry-go-round's kind of you know childish. Well, and and ecosystem is better. But merry-go-round is also very specific to just their company. They get you on the merry-go-round products. Right. Right. They get you sucked well, of their in, business. Of yes. their business. And they don't yeah. care where you come in. Right. You could come into the Apple world with an Apple TV. That might be your entry level, but yeah. it could be um, an iPod. Do they still have those? I was going to say, if you want to date us, we still <laughs> we still have, I think, our first iPods. Remember those things? I don't things? even know if Apple makes no, iPods No, I don't anymore. even know if they make those anymore. James, do they make iPods anymore? <laughs> James, James <laughs> says no iPods. Because your phone is now your iPod, but we got into the Apple 
ecosystem through, an iPod. through the iPods that were like the size of phones now. And you could put like a hundred, I don't even know how many songs you could put on there. But you could come but that's in, my first Apple product. Right. So you could, and they had the shuffle and the full Ooh, one, right? They the had shuffle. all the different little iPods. Shuffle then the phone, revolutionary. then the iPad, then yeah. the watch. And they don't care where you come in because they're all interrelated. Basically, what they know is once you acquire one thing, because they are all interconnected, what sense is it going to make that you have an iPod, but you don't have a MacBook? Right. It makes no sense. How are you going to sync it? You need, you need, then you buy the MacBook. And once you have the MacBook, as a as a laptop, then you need the iMac. Then you need the you iMac need and the desktop. Of course, why would you not get the iPad? Because it's the lighter, funner version of your laptop oh. and bigger version of your phone. Right. <laughs> so why would you not get that? That is a beautiful, beautiful yeah. ecosystem. Now, that was what I used to call the merry-go-round because basically the idea was they didn't care where you jumped mm-hmm. on. And they knew once you jumped on that as it went around... You weren't going to get off nope. because you don't get off of a moving merry-go-round. And so you were just going to navigate your way inside of that of that business that they created. But now they've done so much more. Oh. So when we talk about ecosystem, now we're talking about all of the outward facing or outward building mm-hmm. uh, companies, peripherals, competitors, your clients, your HR. It's mm-hmm. all one giant living and breathing system. So you have, if you buy an iPhone, Probably one of the first things that you need to do is you need to get a case. Right. So you then that's part of the ecosystem. So you're buying a case from another company. Apple sells cases, Mm -hmm. but other people do too. Right. Same thing with a watch. If you get an Apple watch, the first thing that you need, you're going to want to switch out the band. All the accessories. All the the protection. And the phone, you need the the protector on top. You need to get the iPods to connect to the phone because why wouldn't you do that? Because there's nowhere to plug it. You need all of the, what do they call those the things? Peripherals. The peripherals. Yeah, the peripherals. So you you so enter into that world of the peripherals. Now, one thing that a lot of people, or when I, another great example too, just came out was Apple Plus TV. TV, I saw that, Right. Yes. So now that you have Apple TV and you're watching it, but now you should probably mm. subscribe to the service so that you can watch the extra shows and things. So that's a great example of the ecosystem. And they're saying basically in effect, hey, look, since you're using Apple TV, of course you could go on Hulu or Netflix, but wouldn't it make more sense to just stay right here mm-hmm. inside of the comfortable Apple world and we'll provide you with basically the same thing. So that becomes part of the ecosystem. And then you have, of course, the whole music side right. with radio and iTunes and podcast delivery. You also have the app side of things, right, where we're delivering you the apps, the app store and all of that. Those are all parts of the ecosystem. In effect, though, they are all separate businesses right? designed to make sure that you, if you are an Apple user, which that's a whole separate discussion, but if you are an Apple user, they're designed to trap you inside the ecosystem because mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense to steer away or go away. Now, thinking of that, isn't that what every service provider wants? Don't we all want that business where like I bring you in and it doesn't matter what you come in mm-hmm. on. Maybe you listen to the podcast. And I would say, well, if you're if you're an avid listener of the podcast, it's only a matter of time before you're going to join Black Diamond Club. Yeah. And if you join Black Diamond Club, then you're going to want to come to workshops and then you're going to want to look at group coaching. You might even consider private coaching. You might even consider coming to summer camp. You write all this designed mm-hmm. as part of the ecosystem. If you're a chiropractor, then you might want to use Katana as your 
as your EHR, you also might want to join Samurai. But we know, hang tight though, because I know what people think out there. And this is very common when it comes to being a service provider. You have a very big heart, right? You lead with that that service heart. And so this idea of like trapping somebody in your ecosystem. Oh, it sounds icky. Ooh, it sounds icky, right? It doesn't feel very good. It doesn't feel congruent or in alignment. So I just want to take a pause right there because I heard that word come out of his mouth and I know what some of you are thinking, but I want to encourage you that that is not, and it's not an icky thing. It's not a sleazy thing. If you truly have something that is high value, that is going to change somebody's life, that's a killer quality product or service, you actually owe it to them to bring them into your ecosystem ecosystem, and trap them in there so that they can continue to get the quality of service that they deserve. So it's not, it's not a bad thing. And it's not just quality. It's like, imagine that I was really good at hamburgers. Right. I imagine I made a killer hamburger, but Mm-hmm. My restaurant only served hamburgers. Right. And people began to say to me, like, wouldn't it be cool if you had French, French fries? fries? And yeah. I said, no, I don't. We only do hamburgers. And if you want French fries, well, of course, you could go somewhere else. Right. This place only does hamburgers. Mm. I'm not saying to, I know that, you know, we have a lot of the professionals that are like, oh, well, now you're, you're doing everything. But I am saying that if Lacey was doing French fries really great and I didn't want to do French fries, I could incorporate her in my ecosystem here. Yeah. I wouldn't have to necessarily, especially if I realized that I, I was terrible at French fries. Right. The same thing where Apple is saying like, look, we don't want to make 18 million cases and license with the Superman case and the Hulk case. And so we're going to make a red, a blue, a green and transparent. That's it. Somebody else has other cases. And you know what? That's okay because it's still inside of the ecosystem. You know, but here's one thing. They still don't. servicing the same person. Right. But they don't make printers. Right? right. So they are they they do discriminate, but they also, though, have to have a relationship with the people who are making printers, because imagine that Apple didn't make printers and none of the printers of the world worked with their stuff because right, they didn't collaborate and communicate. And right. so because it felt icky because it felt oh, icky. because I, it feels I icky. It feels icky to get people to do, to do printing. Let them if they want to print, let them take the USB flash drive down to FedEx Kinko's and, and let them print it, it there. Way. Yeah, that would not be convenient. Yeah, not at all. So your clients, Ooh. I don't know if you're a service provider. We have a lot of healthcare uh, providers that watch our show. If you're a healthcare provider and people are going to your place and then they maybe they want massage or acupuncture. Could you not either? Have somebody put that inside of your business or collaborate with somebody that was in close proximity so that they were able to get it. And whatever service you're getting here interfaces Mm -hmm. properly with what you're getting there. And that would be the start or generation of your own ecosystem. ecosystem. (laughs) So I'm going to read a definition. I find this super useful. An ecosystem. And I want to contrast this against networking, which is a lot of people see that sort of Mm. as your forte. Mm. An ecosystem is the network of organizations, including suppliers. So think about this, everybody. It includes suppliers, distributors, customers, competitors, government government agencies, and so on, involved in the delivery of a specific product or service through both competition and cooperation. So this is very interesting. Mm-hmm. That means that Microsoft is a part of the Apple ecosystem that means that samsung and vice versa yeah it's one symbiotic thing Mm. 
people need phones. Some people are going to buy Samsung phones and some people are going to buy Apple. Some people are going to buy Huawei or all these other things that are out there. But the Samsung and Apple are the two main competitors, and that's the ecosystem for people wanting phones. Yeah. Once you choose that route, you're 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 stuck. Mm. You you don't you don't usually have. I mean, I'm sure it exists, but you don't usually have a Samsung phone with an iMac with um with an Alexa, mm-hmm. right? You don't. You usually just you get on one one train and then you kind of ride that. But they both depend on each other. They depend on each other. We talk a lot about your competition defines you. Yep. And I think that so many people are worried or feel fearful, fearful of their competition. But in reality, Samsung is defined by what? By Apple. Right. Because they are not that. Right. And Apple is defined by Samsung because they are not that. If they were the same thing, it would actually not be useful in a competitive sphere because they're the same. And wouldn't you say it's fair? You can't be all things to all people no, for all needs. Like, is there any company on the planet that does that? No. Maybe except for like Walmart. Amazon. Oh. <laughs> no, Amazon is not. Amazon is not. No, because Amazon's I'll tell you, not. I can't find everything. This, on and this is a great, that's truth. a great example because Amazon, like, and I know this, we, yeah. we just had this conversation, like you began to buy some things that you can wear, clothing items yeah. on Amazon. Well, I would never do that because you can't try it on. Right. Like, yeah, I don't buy, I don't buy clothes online because I would rather try it on because right. I, I would want to see the fit. And you're it's not so their inconvenient. I- you're not their ideal client right. when it's it comes built to clothing. Me. It's not Amazon's built for you. not built and for me when okay. it comes to clothes. And yeah. Jeff Bezos is not losing any sleep over that. No, no, he's not. That's another great example, though. Amazon began to develop their echoes. Do you, do you, are you old enough to remember what Amazon was in its inception? Yes. What was it? It was like a bookstore. It was a bookstore. You could buy books. An online bookstore, which you is know another how great. How old I am? I'm your wife. I don't know if you remember <laughs> that. An online bookstore. <laughs> yes, I was. Which is also a yeah. great lesson. Almost all great companies began as as ideas that were laughed at. Right. Because right? bookstores were brick and mortar bookstores. Who needed an on- online bookstore? The last thing we need is an right. online bookstore. And that became Amazon. But mm-hmm. they grew their ecosystem from books, books and they began to say, okay, well, since we're already you know selling these books and shipping them, maybe we could just add this. And I don't know what the second thing was that they added. And Probably all, music, I would imagine, yeah. like tapes and or And actually, CDs. I would say that Amazon's ecosystem is actually more expansive even than- Oh, huge now. Yeah. Than have, Apple now they have Whole Foods got, and they have got, the delivery. Yeah, they bought Whole Foods. I mean, don't they own Whole Foods They own Whole now? Foods. It's they massive. They have clothes. They have electronics that they actually- Produce warehousing, themselves. drop shipping. Yes, Amazon. But they have their own uh, the trucking. The, yeah, I mean yes. delivery systems. That's I mean, an ecosystem. It's a, that is it. That is an ecosystem. They yes. may not really have many competitors, but they do. But their competitors are actually inside. Yes, Amazon, which is another great it's example. Collaboration. The collaboration. It's I the collaboration. see you over there doing that. Come on, come in. on over here and let's do it here yep. under my umbrella. That's genius. Yeah. Right. So. Really, what we're saying then, and this is quite ironic because we just did a program called Relationships Matter. So that's what we're saying is that relationships matter. Everything is touching everything else, even your competitors. I think that it happens so often. I mean, in our world, you know, we live in this where people get, you know, I'm a little more hardcore with the business side. Mm -hmm. You're more the relationship person. But I still don't understand when people all of a sudden wake up and decide that I am their competitor, especially when I've been trying to collaborate with them. I really 
honestly, honestly, I really don't see very many people as competitive. I don't think I see anybody as a competitor. No. Like you do. You're a big collaborator, and that's what's very unique about you and something I admire. But that's also what's helped build our ecosystem, right? right. It's really interesting because you brought up the example of networking earlier, mm -hmm. and you said that I am known for networking. And I think uh, the fundamental issue that most people face, and they don't even know it when it comes to networking, is that they're trying to treat networking as one-on-one -on -one relationships mm. instead of creating a network that was actually an ecosystem. Hmm. Can you imagine if you went out and networked with people and figured out how every person you networked with interlaced? Yeah, because instead normally, of this, yeah, so I was say it's normally transactional. It's very transactional. I take a relationship I and this, I hand it over yep. to you. And it's this like very right. linear. So you're saying I could leverage that. What if we did this and yeah. interlaced everything to create an ecosystem? Because like I said in the very beginning, when you have synergistic relationships, it elevates the whole. Mm. That's why Amazon's so powerful. That's why Apple's so powerful. So if you were able to network and synergize and bring everybody together in an actual ecosystem, all businesses would be better. So would it be safe to say that networks tend to be more static? Yes. Or Good. linear. And ecosystems are dynamic. They're living, breathing business organisms. They're organisms. And they yes. actually include your clients. Yes. And they include your competitors. And they, they include, include your, your HR. Includes everybody, <laughs> includes right? Everything. All of your relationships yeah. working, breathing, and marching together symbiotically. And that yes. right now too is critical, right? Because everybody's trying to climb out of a little bit of a hole coming out of this coronavirus mm. thing. And everybody is trying to figure out how to get ahead. And it's easy to fall into the trap of like survival of the fittest every man or woman for themselves versus like we all have to work synergistically. So How I hope can that we create a ecosystem yes. in our community. Well, I hope a that people will be thinking ecosystem. that I yeah. hope people are thinking like, all right, so how do I create an ecosystem? Here's yeah. seven points that we have. I love it. Number one is your community is actually your ecosystem, the community that you serve. Um, but it does not come together organically. You have to build mm -hmm. community. Mm-hmm. I like that. So you, and it has to be a work in progress. And the reality of it is it's a little bit hard to build community by yourself. Yeah. You need other people, um, of course, because it's a community, but you also need other people's help. You need to enlist and enroll and other collaborate. people to help you to build a community, a community, a community of what? Of people who are pursuing a common goal. Right. That could be that community of people who mm -hmm. want iPhones or want phones, a community of people who want justice, a community of people looking for health and wellness, a community of people who um, are patriotic or love their hometown. Mm -hmm. It could be whatever it is. Like we come together based off of some commonality and we build that. Then inside of the community, we need to have number two, offerings that allow the community to navigate so much like the merry-go-round, right. navigate different levels of commitment. Hmm. I will oftentimes say different levels of access because most of our right. viewers are service providers. Then access is what everybody's chasing, right? They want greater levels. Of, great example, that's Genius Bar. Mm. I want to go and I want to take my, my product and I want to sit down and I want somebody to literally hold my hand. Now, it, it's free in the Apple Store, but extended levels of access would come with a price tag, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And so we build our community and we create our offerings that allow our community to navigate inside. So this is one of the other issues that a lot of service providers have is they have one offering. 
Right. That's it. They just either you're doing business with me, you're transacting with me, or you're not. And we oftentimes tell them you have to develop your range of offerings so that people can play from different levels. You don't just come rushing in. The typical uh, consumer probably doesn't come rushing in and buy that, what was that, $60,000 Apple computer, Computer, right? right. You don't start there. You need a low barrier entry offer. You need the iPod. You need the iPod. But that's what I was just thinking because you're right. A lot of small businesses, they get started based off of the one offer that they know very well which that's not wrong. That's how most businesses start. Apple started with an iPod, right? Well, no, they actually started with computer. the computers. But the iPods really what was brought, ex- them back to brought them back, what was accessible to mass individuals. So you have this one thing. You have to think about expansive outward growth in all directions. And so that's why, again, Apple was so successful is because they went from an iPod to probably the phone and then to the accessories and then to the to the computers and the laptops. And so like what low barrier product do you have and what's the next level up that you can offer? Number three is to expand your community to encompass more elements and engage them symbiotically. Now this is important Mm. too. I've talked to people recently about this. There is a distinction to be made here between need and want. And I think that for our viewers and listeners, it's very important that you understand that we have to answer their needs. Um, and we, and it's tough because we oftentimes fall into the trap of just answering their wants, right? right? And, and, and if we only just give our community what they want without ever satisfying what they need at the end of the day, they're, they're going to be unfulfilled. They're going to move on. They're going to move into a different community. And so I know Mm -hmm. that, you know, probably very few of us think about like user interface, um, processor speed and things (laughs) like that. But Apple has to be concerned with putting into the hands of the consumer the things that they actually need, because if not, it would just be like, you know, uh, apps and this little, it would be very trivial. It wouldn't be, it it would lack depth, the ecosystem. So this part, number three, expanding the community to encompass more elements, Mm. the elements that we're expanding into are the additional elements that they need. And I think if you're working with people, you realize like, and we always say this, and I think, you know, I, I wish that everybody, I hope that everybody thinks that what they do can, can you know, change the world. Mm-hmm. But I also hope that everybody's humble enough to know that whatever it is that you do, that you can't fix everybody's everything. It's, no. not, it's not this, you know, you know, miracle thing to just, whatever it is, I've got it covered. And so what you realize is that I don't have everything covered. What additional things do I need to bring into the equation? Well, what's really interesting, too, is I think that um, it's I mean, it's obvious people don't always know what they need. If they knew what they needed, they would have already pursued it and potentially already got it. So it's your job, like you said, to figure out what they need and deliver it to them. Because once they figure out that that fills something that they didn't even know they needed, they're going to stick around for a really long time. Right. That's actually how you keep people. That's how, actually how you retain clients. Because if you just give them what they want, once they get what they want, what usually happens? Well, they, they get go, that and they disappear. And they go away. Yeah. So you and give they them move what on they to the next thing because they're forever. still looking for mm-hmm. something, right? Exactly. They're still searching. They don't know what the they're searching for, but they're searching for it. Number yeah. four, move your community elegantly throughout the ecosystem so that they can experience growth. You have to make it so that they can experience the different aspects of your ecosystem Mm. with very little resistance. Oftentimes, too, I see uh, people that set up their business and it's so hard to navigate the ecosystem. It's confusing. It's it's difficult. It's challenging. The offers are blurry. They can't even themselves eloquently tell you about them, right? So, yeah, if if, if people are not 
buying up or buying sideways or buying in different directions in your business, it's probably because the offerings that you have aren't very clear. Yes. Yep. So make sure you've defined those and you know how someone would move through them. Yep. Number five, define the central vision and the supportive roles. So you have a central vision. Let's say I have a central vision. Lacey has her own central vision. But when we put the two, our two unique central visions together, they become supportive to each other. That then is what would define a collaborative piece to the ecosystem, right? Mm -hmm. So step number one is you have to have defined your central vision. Step number two is you might encounter people that haven't yet defined theirs. They're going to make terrible collaborative partners. (laughs) So have everybody know, and it, it doesn't have to be the same. You don't have to say, well, this is my vision. And you say, oh my gosh, that's mine too. It's just that these visions are collaborative. Yeah. It's not your job to find somebody else's vision for them. So dangerous. Yeah, that too. So many people are just like, well, I don't know. Can you help me? I can't help you find your vision. No, that's correct. It's actually a very dangerous ground to walk on. So if you find somebody that doesn't find that doesn't have their vision, they're not good collaborative partners, but maybe they could be in some sort of other role within the ecosystem. Number six, allow the community to engage at their comfort level. You know, that's one of the things, too, that's real interesting. I think that oftentimes I run into people who who expect they have an expectation of anybody who's transacting business with them that they must play full out. I hear that all the time. Yeah. Play full out. Well, can you buy just an iPad and walk away? Do you I mean an iPad with no Wi-Fi? You go in there, you just get your iPad can, and you but bounce. then you're going to get sucked back in. Let's be yeah, real. But, but they're not going to chastise you. Right. No, in all not. reality, they're not going to. They, right. Oh, yeah, you could just buy an iPad. You know, you can, you can, you're allowed to play at the level of your comfort. And I see so many times there's like a million rules. Imagine that the only way that you could have an Apple product is if you bought the full complement that you had to, had to buy the phone, the watch, the iPad, the MacBook and the iMac before you could walk out of there. That would become prohibitive to anybody even experiencing what Apple has to okay, offer. Okay, okay. But this is, this sounds eerily familiar to the, the phrase that people always say, meet them where they're at. Now, I, I, do, I think that this is not to be confused with that. That's not exactly what you're saying, right? Well, I mean that, and I hate when people say that. I know, that's why I want you, I, that's why I wanted to bring that up. I know because that you don't Apple, love that is, Apple is not meeting you where you're at. So yeah. Apple defined what they have, but what they did not do is they did not make it prohibitive or restrictive to engage with them, right? right? So allow the community to engage at their comfort level. You don't have to engage. I mean, imagine too they that didn't it was downgrade their iPhone to the level of like right, but also I, but also I, imagine I that you buy an iPhone. Imagine that you buy an iPhone and it was mandatory that you had to go to the Genius Bar and you had to take eight hours of classes on the right. iPhone and you nobody had to bring would, your spouse in case you dropped your iPhone and they picked it up. They would know. Nobody would do that. Nobody would do and that. So yeah. so many people make all those rules around it. So it's more like create it low barrier enough that people will engage with you so that you can bring them into the ecosystem. Yeah, well, let me ask you this are you allowed to go into the apple store and not buy anything absolutely yeah, so you can even engage them you can engage them online yeah, you can go play with the products and test them out and not yeah. have to purchase and walk right away and they're yeah. like all right thanks for coming in you know and that's fine sure. so i think and, and even then are they are they like chasing you and saying hey excuse me sir and i'd like to meet you where you're at like why no, did you walk away yeah. why? but even car dealers right like you know, it's not meeting people where they're at. It's defining what you have to offer. And then it's educating them and informing them through marketing about what that is and what that looks like to interface with you. Number seven, um, this is a real interesting in conclusion. Then we would ask after we've discussed this and you've given it some Mm -hmm. thought is, are you driving the vision 
Or are you potentially a part of someone else's ecosystem? Now, I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm not saying, oh, oh my gosh, I'm part of someone else's ecosystem. But it would be wrong if you didn't realize it, right? If you were making, if, if you and I, our business was making iPhone cases. Sure. And we thought that we were, you know, the king. And we and, were driving We Apple. were the king and the queen. <laughs> well, even just we were the kings and the queens of our industry. Sure. But we didn't realize that Apple could change the size of the phone. And if we were not connected in with them, we would be out of business. Right. Like that would just be over. So it would be foolish for us to be in that business and not realize that we were a part of Apple's ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of people that unbeknownst to them, they're a part of someone else's ecosystem. Now, again, nothing wrong with that unless you just are unaware. But I also think that there's a lot of people who desire who desire to drive the vision. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to drive the vision, then you need to heed these thoughts. You need to take some time because... I run into people who I, I, you know, typically you'd ask somebody, you know, what's your business? Who's your ideal client, your target market? I like asking people, like, describe for me the ecosystem. I find that when we meet people, oftentimes that's the biggest challenge when we're trying to tell someone what we do is they don't even understand the concept of an ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And we're expl- and it sounds to them like we have all these weird, like, pieces of businesses, but they really all do fit together. They do. They work very synergistically together to feed one vision. So if, if I was somebody that wanted to drive my ecosystem and I wanted to get started tomorrow, I guess I need to do things like have real good clarity on my vision. Well, it would be number right? one. That would probably be number one. I'd have to create um, other levels of engagement for my clients or my- And understand uh, your offerings. Yeah, so you'd understand have your structured offerings, have offerings. clarity, understand how people move through them. And then most importantly, understand the collaborative partners the relationships and the other individuals that could actually bring value into the ecosystem to create it to become bigger so that it can elevate the vision as a whole. Yeah. Apple brings you in onto that merry-go-round and they see you as a lifetime client when you right. come on. They don't want you to ever leave. And I think that in the service world, the people that that we talk to, that's what you want. That's yep. what you want. But imagine that Apple sold you an iPhone and never sold you anything else. You, you would eventually leave. Yeah, you go find you, it because you, yeah, you, you, you need something else. You need something else. You need a watch. Else. You need yeah. a computer. And then once you got a computer that wasn't Apple, you would be like, well, this is silly because my phone doesn't sync with right. it. And you'd switch the phone out. Time for Samsung. But yeah. for, for service providers, you do this one thing, but everybody dreams of, I'm going to do this one thing with this one person into infinity. And that's right. just frankly not how it works. So you need to start to develop your ecosystem mm-hmm. if you truly are attempting to develop, to develop lifetime clients if you're worried about retention, most of the time, the retention problem is solved by beefing up and strengthening your ecosystem. I love it. Great stuff. All right. That's all we got for this week. We'll be back next week with more. Hope you're enjoying these None of Your Business podcasts. Until next week, see See ya. ya.